Welcome to The Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. This is a weekly discussion of Brian Fuller's serial killer drama Hannibal, which is now streaming on Netflix. Tonight we will be discussing episodes 9 and 10 of the second season, titled Shizakana and Nakachoko, respectively. Both uh, courses of the traditional Japanese kaiseki meal. So, um, tonight I am joined by... Mir Ture. And Derek Wong. Derek is back after a one-week break, and uh, it's good to have you back, man. It is good to be back. Uh, you guys held your own very well last week without me, and it makes me worried sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a good listen for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, a podcast uh, roster update at the end of this episode. So. <laughs> at the end of this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, should we just get right down to it? Yeah, let's do uh, it. Shizakana... Dude, I mean, this is a fucking wackadoo episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think in a good way. I didn't like it that much at first. Like, I wasn't relishing rewatching it, but it's kind of a banger, actually. Like, there's <laughs> some real good stuff here. Yeah. Yeah, so I always confuse uh, Randall Tear, who is the killer in this episode, with Will's admirer from earlier this season. I don't know <laughs> oh. why. Because they oh. just look similar. They do, kind of, yeah. Yeah, mm. so I... Is this an all-white-people-look-alike take? I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially white dudes, man, like... Oh shit, Strange Harbor is the racism podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really lumped them together in my head, but I do... I did kind of groan, I was like, ugh, another killer of the week? Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's not really. He's not really. Right, they tie him into the plot pretty masterfully, and so you get a lot of uh, Hannibal and a lot of Will, and Hannibal and Will talking about Randall, and Hannibal talking to Randall, and Will talking to Randall. And so it, it, it's good; it doesn't stray too far from the central like lifeblood of the show, which is the Hannibal Will uh, relationship. And as a design for a killer of the week, it's pretty cool. I have to admit, it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of basically creates like a his own little suit, right? To murder people, it's it's a it's a pretty cool idea. But speaking of the actor, when I originally watched this episode, I didn't recognize who the actor was, and then the second time around, it's like, oh, it's it's the guy from um, what was the movie last year? The one with Samara Weaving. Uh, oh yeah, Ready or Not. Ready he's or the, Not. Yes, he's the husband. He's the fiance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put that together right now. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I thought, like Amir said, I, I think the killer of the week, quote-unquote killer of the week, kind of ties pretty well. Especially because he was an old patient of Hannibal's, too. It's like, now we're starting to see this pattern, right? I don't know who points it out in this episode, but like the pattern of like... It's Margot. And I and it's funny, I had never thought about it before. I never thought about like, hey, is Hannibal good at his job? Is he using his influence to turn his patients into murderers? Well, apparently the answers to that are no and yes, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is probably the furthest back we go in terms of Hannibal's history of his uh, psychiatry practice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because he treated Randall when he was a child, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the uh, the idea. Yeah, that's true. So, like, if he was a child, then he's been doing this whatever he's been doing for how many years now? I mean, I guess the implication isn't that Hannibal did this, though, right? But it's Probably something Hannibal recognized, but guided. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Hannibal oh yeah, was absolutely. Like, I don't think Hannibal was like, "Oh, hey, maybe you should make like a a mech yeah, suit yeah. and start <laughs> killing people." 
but he definitely nudged it in yeah. some way or other, right? Um, and encouraged, I guess, his darkness. There's another, another little parallel with with Will Graham here. What what's going on? Um, I yeah, mean, so yeah, I mean this this episode begins with a crazy dream sequence. Yes, where, let's talk about the dream. Yeah, where Will kills Hannibal by having the stag strangle Hannibal with mm-hmm. a rope around his neck, right? And then, like, crushes his his head <laughs> against a tree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hannibal's, like, chained to the tree, and, uh, yeah. Um, he explodes in this giant gout of blood. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, I th- and so, you know, the stag and the Wendigo and the tree and all that, I think it's, you know, obviously, this is... So the important thing is that this is Will's dream, right? So this is Will's guilt about the monster he's becoming. Because this isn't Hannibal talking to Will. This is Will's projection of what he thinks Hannibal would say talking yes, to him. Yes, yes, 100%. Right? Yeah. So he's using, like, this I don't know, avatar of Hannibal to work out his own guilt. And uh, the whole talk about, like, love and potential and becoming, right? What is it? He says, uh, no one can be fully aware of another human being unless we love them. By that love, we see potential in our beloved. Through that love, we allow our beloved to see their potential. Expressing that love, our beloved's potential comes true. Um, and then actually in the script here, it says, I love you, Will. But I don't think we actually get that in the show. But, I mean, it's clear, right? And so this is just, mm-hmm. this is really like the heart of the show laid bare, right? This is Hannibal's motivation here. You know, he wants to make himself known to Will, to open himself up to Will. But in order to do that, he needs to turn Will into a person who can accept what Hannibal is, which is a serial mm-hmm. killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, you know, he's the potential he sees in Will is the potential to become a person who can uh, accept Hannibal for who he is, which is, he's, he's, he sees that, you know, that common spark uh, in Will. Um, yeah. And, and, and so, we are seeing like a deepening of this relationship between Will and Hannibal, where it's not just FBI versus serial killer, you know, like we are getting closer to what, Brian Fuller's vision of uh, the relationship between them to be right in in the final form, right? And yeah, I think it really started to develop uh, after Will's like towards the end of Will in prison arc, and then right afterwards, and and now here too, right? So um, we're finally getting a little bit more of that, and and it's interesting. I I I like that that dynamic. I guess the stag imagery has kind of changed, right? Where before it really represented Hannibal. The black stag and then the the Wendigo. But then in this episode and the next, it hasn't it kind of transformed to now represent Will? Because he's the one in, in this first dream imagery, he he he's controlling the the stag, the right? The stag, right. Right, yeah. He's becoming Hannibal. He's nurturing the the inner serial killer, right? I guess yeah, what I'm saying is that we, now we're seeing that transformation, right? Where the stag used to be Hannibal, now it's I guess Will. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think they're making that that change very explicit. So this is where ha- Hannibal is starting to change or well, is continuing to change Will. I think mm-hmm. he, he he already mm-hmm. has has done. Um and it's going to continue to do so. And that's the theme right of this episode, the potential of becoming. Uh, this whole thing with Randall trying to morph himself into a beast or whatever and Will morphing into a serial killer. It's all, it's all very Buffalo Bill, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or Dollar Hide, you know, this transformation or metamorphosis uh, uh, type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And we've had that hit that theme pretty heavy throughout the series. And we even had it recently with, uh, uh, with the foal birthing the, 
Dead Woman and so on. So, right, right. Um, yeah, hitting that th- same theme again and again and again. Um, I do have a theory about Hannibal. <laughs> um, I don't know if you yeah, really want to do it. You want it? Okay. Um, <laughs> so Hannibal has this thing where he has other serial killers around, and he's always like helping other killers out. Like he calls Garrett Jacob Hobbs to give him the heads up, um, and uh, he's warning Randall Tier and well, sort of. I mean, he's trying to manipulate Randall. But he clearly sees himself and other serial killers as, like, a race apart. And uh, mm-hmm. so my pitch here is that Hannibal is the serial killer version of Magneto. <laughs> of who? Of Magneto. Of Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> and, so then, and so this is the plot of X-Men 1, uh, where he's trying to use... Uh, you know, the Statue of Liberty to turn Will into a uh, <laughs> into a serial killer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good uh, analogy, I think. That's that's pretty good. So is he is he rogue? Does he want him to absorb his powers? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's good. That's good all too. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult. I don't know. But yeah, he's he's got this weird thing where he sees serial killers as like a race or a group apart. Or like his people, he feels protective mm-hmm. towards them, or some bond towards them, and that's why he's trying to turn Will into this thing that can stand uh, that can stand to witness what Hannibal truly is. Yeah, so it's 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 really good. Um, the dream is awesome and just lays and just really explicit about what's going on here. So then I guess we go from that, and then um, we go to the Sacramonte omelet, which looks delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, Jack's there, right? Yeah. So I mean, Hannibal's preparing meals for Jack. Um, I mean, we, we're always going back to this, but, like, why is Jack still partaking in these m- meals if he's trying to, I guess, yeah, like... so this if, is my question. Is he, I mean, is he, at this point in the show, from what we've seen, is he still suspicious of Hannibal, or is he now, has he, he, has he bought the children thing? Oh, yeah, has I he bought the he knows, thing? like, he could be, what could be happening in the moment he's eating those things, and I think I give credit to Jack to... Not break character mm, and eat the sacramente you know, omelet. And he's right? eating yeah. it, knowing full well yeah. like what he's eating, and he's like, mm. "I can't let Hannibal know what's going on." That I know. Or, okay, yeah. so he's so he's eating the soy and green as part of his cover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is, I, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's pretty, well pretty impressive. What I could be eating at the moment is the act of cannibalism a crime? I'm wondering. Um, I think it is. It is, right? I don't know. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Like, there's no way it's not. <laughs> I know there was a case in Germany recently where... Um, Some guy paid another uh, well, guy. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, remember yeah. this. Um, a quick Google says that in the U.S. there are no laws against cannibalism per se. Okay, so we're in the clear. Okay. But right. uh, most, if not all, states have enacted laws that indirectly make it impossible to legally obtain and consume body matter. Mm. So Jack is in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, know. Uh, I love because he's, sure. he's definitely still suspicious of Hannibal because Will and Jack had their little fishing trip, remember? And, That's right, um, yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, do you reel him in? I'll, I'll spring the trap or whatever. So, right. um, But that not that pre-Chilton, though? Is it? Everything's blurring together. I can't. I can't remember. I think I'm pretty sure that's pre-Chilton. Isn't that just like that's like at the beginning of this arc or whatever? I think. I guess then it's the question you have to ask yourself: Is that 
I know the evidence points to Chilton, but does Jack believe that? That's I guess that's the right. question. Right, and, and, and I'm not sure is the show trying to um, like, like I'm not sure exactly how much the show wants us to believe that Jack is truly buying into this, or is he still working behind the scenes with Will? Because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find this uh, fishing trip, and that might help clear up a little bit. Um, uh, no, I, uh, I think you're right. I think the um, I think you're right. I think actually the the fishing trip might be after after Shelton. So maybe maybe he is still suspicious. Yeah, it was only a couple episodes ago. Yeah, it was just a couple episodes ago. Okay, so uh-huh. okay, so the Sacramento omelet looks delicious. Um, so they they have their little talk. Um, and then Will and Hannibal talk about the almost killing in last episode, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that to me that like Will doesn't like transmute Hannibal's face onto the guy or whatever. Like he actually wanted to kill this guy, mm-hmm. and so this this is like not like a transference of because like, before he used to you know dream about killing Hannibal and whatnot, and obviously he did earlier in this episode, but he also still genuinely did want to kill this. Uh, creepy social worker serial killer guy. And mm-hmm. he really... Clark and, Ingram, and, and, yeah. And I don't think he's lying when he says to Hannibal that he, you know, wanted to feel the same feeling he felt again after he killed Garrett of Hobbs. The feeling of, like, power and righteousness. I think that... I, th- I think that's... that. I think that is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that everything Will is saying here is an act, right? I think he's half trying to play Hannibal and half getting played by Hannibal. Yeah, I think. I think when we go further down in the season, we'll see that that is pretty much true, that not everything is an act with Will. But we're getting ahead of ourselves there. Yeah. So. Oh, we have Margot's little, uh, Margo's little comment. She's like, what kind of psychiatrist are you? We kind of mentioned that earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one interesting one, what is the, uh, the, the gentleman who was initially blamed for the uh, a murder at the stables? Uh, what about him? Uh, Peter Bernardone? Yeah, so he shows up in this episode, right? Yeah, because Will goes to get advice from him about uh, the supposed the animal, attacks. The animal yeah, the, attacks. The supposed animal yeah. attacks, which are actually Randall Tier in his neck suit. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, he has some interesting lines here. He says, there's, there's a great deal that I could train even you to do, Will, which I thought <laughs> yeah. was interesting. So what the hell does that mean, bro? <laughs> that's, 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 deep, that's a deep line, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says, like, man is the only creature that kills to kill. So, you know, some interesting stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um and they talk again. I think uh, Will and Hannibal circle back around to talk about this killing again. And he says that, like, and Hannibal accuses Will of hiding behind the gun. But I think this is actually, they start talking about Will wanting to kill Hannibal here. He says, I wasn't hiding from anything the first time I tried to kill you. And Hannibal says, you were hiding behind the gun. And uh, I think it's interesting here. We get Lecter as sort of the devil on Randall's shoulder, telling him explicitly that he doesn't want him to stop. And so does getting Randall to your killed here serve him kind of doing double duty, right? So Randall is wiped out as a source of evidence as well as also spurring Will's transformation further? Yeah. Yeah, because he sicks Randall on Will, right? I mean, I think what happens in this episode is like the best outcome for Hannibal in a sense, right? Where you're right, Randall Tear is disposed of and, and possibly, you know, any evidence that would point back to their connection or anything that he could say against Hannibal is, is eliminated. But then you're right, like, you know, now Will is a murderer at the end of this this episode, right, where he kills. Well, I, I mean, mean it's self-defense. self-defense. The guy jumps through his window in a mech suit to murder him. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I getting hair of ourselves, but, I mean, it is almost like he enjoys it, right? At the, oh, yeah, for sure. When he, when he talks about it in the second episode. For sure. Um, but but when, is, when is anything not worked out to Hannibal's advantage on this <laughs> show, right? 
Um, There's, there will be one point where it tips to the other side. I will push back, actually, on that a little bit. I did just realize. So, like, presumably Hannibal didn't really leave any hard evidence of his, like, grooming Randall into a murderer or whatever, right? Um, so the only possibly, like, incriminating thing he did was to sick Randall on will. Mm-hmm. So he's actually taking a risk in doing that, right? Like, he's taking a risk in order to spur on Will's development. Because he could have just left this all alone. And, like, if um, Randall's like, oh, Hannibal, like, encouraged me as a child to be murdered, like, no one's gonna believe that shit. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think maybe it is interesting, actually, that Hannibal's not so much covering his tracks as taking calculated risks um, in order to further his ultimate goal, which is, you know, the transformation of Will. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is a calculated risk, uh, because, I mean, you would think that I think Hannibal expects Will to play along and absolutely and do exactly what he does at the end of this episode, right? For Which sure. is not only kill Randall Tear in self defense, but like make a tableau out of him, right? So yeah, um, yeah. I think that's that's exactly what Hannibal wanted, and yeah. Will knows that, and he's he's using this as as bait, right? Um, right, yeah. Like, the killing is self-defense, and the tableau is bait. Right, exactly. Well, the killing's also sort of bait. But yeah, it's, it's you can justify the killing. The tableau is like, all right, why the fuck would you do that? Like, you can't mm-hmm. justify that any other way than saying, you know, you're under deep cover. And, yeah. Uh, trying to catch a serial killer. I mean, I guess push back to you, Amir, again. But I still, I still think that it is partially him working things out and and trying to get this to happen because i think once he realizes oh it's my old patient randall tear that's probably doing this i think he feels that he needs to do something about that right because it is a connection between him and this murderer so i don't know i i still read it more as, as like a plan that hannibal kind of tried his best to craft so how many murderers has hannibal sicked on people mm-hmm. can we count <laughs> Um, there's, uh, there's Bedelia's old patient. Was his He's, old patient. That was his old patient that he sicked on Bedelia. Here's Randall Tear. Is there, is there anyone else? Um, what's, uh, Eddie Edzard's character? Abel Gideon. Gideon, That's in right. a sense, right? Because he, he has a dinner and he tells, uh, he tells Gideon where Alana is. Yeah, but Gideon was never his. He's not his patient, but like, I think he, I mean, he definitely wormed his way into getting that too, so. Yeah. yeah. He's got a good track record, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with Margot, right? And speaking of suspicion of Hannibal, I'm going to pin for, pin for Margot for a second. We'll get back to her. But um, there's Freddie Lounge here mm-hmm. who doesn't buy the Chilton thing, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's smart. Yeah, smart lady. So she, yeah, so yeah. she's got she's got a bit of a um, uh, she's done a bit of investigative journalism here, and uh, she's figured out that Chilton was an awful surgeon, and that uh. You know, she thinks that uh, Will was right about Hannibal and that now Will has become a serial killer like Hannibal because if you can't beat them, join them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think is just very funny and so near to being true. Yeah, because Freddie Lowndes doesn't think that Chilton has the the surgical acumen to do what uh, the Ripper's been doing, right? So that's... Uh, this, is, this is getting out of the next episode, I guess, right? Yeah, but uh, I do want to talk about Randall Tears' suit, which is crazy lunatic shit. It's, it's, 
it's pretty cool. I kind of I kind of dig it. Um, like you said, Amir, I'm like, oh, another killer of the week. But also, like you said, not really, right? And and uh, it's pretty out there, and uh, I find it pretty fascinating. Um, yeah, he's got, he's got one of the cooler gimmicks, right? Yeah, and and he's got a couple cool kills under his belt. The the truck driver, um, and then the couple, the yeah. the woman, she's like wearing. Uh, like a white fur coat, and you're like, oh shit, she's definitely a goner. <laughs> definitely, definitely gonna ruin that white coat. Yeah, yeah. I'm also surprised how fast he can move with that thing on. It looks like it's got like hydraulics or something, not just in the jaw, but like in the legs or something. Or Who something, knows? right? Because right, yeah. he's, he's, uh-huh. he's getting some speed and he's able to maneuver pretty easily in that thing, mm-hmm. which I would think it would be difficult, but I guess not. Well, on, on the flip side, Will takes it out pretty fucking easily. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's also, and like, like... And wait, not what? with the gun. He throws the gun away and just squares up. Mm-hmm. Is it a... It's off-screen, right? Well, it is. I mean, it's kind, of. it's kind of. I mean, we... The, at the end of the first episode, you know, he's presented in front of Hannibal, right? And we don't know what happens, but then it's the beginning of the next episode. We find out that... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did have a gun on him, but he chooses, of course, to... To throw away, throw that away because they do have that conversation about like you know killing with your hands. Will's influenced by that, and he does you know, basically beat the guy to death. A little hard to believe. I mean, Will's pretty slight, and it's not like I mean, like I would have bought like if it was Jack, Jack, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Will's Will's got such a slight build, you know, and he's never come across as like a huge fighter, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you guys want to jump to Margo real quick before we wrap up yeah, this episode? Yeah, we should like jump to Margo. Margo's one of my favorite characters. I Dude, like her a lot. She's immediately so compelling, and her brother's immediately so repulsive. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so hateful just from the first second he's on screen. It makes your skin crawl. I fucking hate I hate thing that with guy. Mason, yeah, I hate that guy. Also, it's a little one-dimensional how loathsome he is, I feel. And that just automatically makes the second arc of the season not quite on the same level as the first half, you know? Yeah, I, de- I definitely think the uh, the mid-season peak is with the end of that uh, Will in Jail arc, for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think he's incredibly loathsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that works for me immediately on a visceral level that a lot yeah. of people sometimes don't. Like he gets a reaction. I, mean, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Do you do you love to hate him, or you just fucking hate him? Uh. uh um. No, I just fucking hate him. Fuck. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give, I guess, some credit to the actor, right? Who makes you want to hate him? I've mentioned this before, but apparently he's a real piece of shit in real life. So maybe so maybe, maybe it it's not a huge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice stretch. It is a little cartoonish because he like. Oh, yeah. It's like drink the tears of children and shit. It's like yeah, a it's little very, much, but yeah, very uh, on the top. Yeah, but that's uh, that's good. It's a, it's a good performance. I'll get I'll give it that. Uh, it's a fucking horrible creep. And just the, even just like the the uh, the like affected stilted way that he talks and just weird laughing. He's got a lot of these really like weird mannerisms woven into the character that make him even more loathsome. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the worst. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Okay, Marco's <laughs> awesome. Love Marco. Mm-hmm. She's really great. She's really great. You're immediately on her side. You're like, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. And a, and a very, very layered character too. I, I like, I like her. Speaking um, of layers, like 
she shows up at Will's, like, apartment and starts kind of hitting on him pretty heavy. And he's like, oh, Margo, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have... Uh, <laughs> I don't have yeah, the right parts for your proclivity. Yeah, yeah. Like well, that he says that, yeah, that. Yeah, it mm-hmm. comes a little later, but um, but it is, like, it was immediately weird to me how quickly she started moving, I guess, given that she talks explicitly about her, uh, uh, about her lesbianism. Uh-huh. But then, isn't it the motivation then is because she talks about? Uh, oh yeah, bring, I mean she's not. Bring up, yeah, she's not attracted to Will. There is, there's a, there's a motivation. She's not interested to, in yeah. uh, in getting the D at all, right? She's she's clearly a lesbian, but uh, this is all a way to get out from under the thumb of uh, her brother, right? Sure, so, but I don't think that's entirely clear yet, right? At least it definitely, mm-hmm. definitely wasn't clear. Yeah, it's, not clear. It's, no, 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 no. it's not clear yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't clear to me until not even this episode, but like maybe the next episode is when it, mm-hmm. it all kind of reveals itself. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, she's, yeah, Marco's great. So um, she's got a couple of great lines about, you know, a character reference for Hannibal Lecter, patient to patient. Um, <laughs> his advice on murdering uh, Mason being, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she delivers those lines just so perfectly. So yeah, she's great. Yeah, Catherine um, Isabel's great. She, she's really good in this role. Okay, do you guys want to go on to the next? I mean, they kind of tie together yeah. so closely. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's a little bit, a, a little bit, and flowing yeah. back and forth over them. But I guess um, Nakachoko. Nakachoko. So this one opens up, I guess, with Will sees himself. Uh, Beating on Hannibal, right? Yeah. Well, he's like fighting the Wendigo, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess I, I guess I remembered a little incorrectly because it's not really off screen because he breaks Randall's neck, right? Yeah. Because like, because yeah. the episode cuts to black as Randall jumps through the window, right? Yeah, and the last one does, right? Will, yeah, the fight yeah, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 That's that's yeah. what it is, and uh, so it's interesting here that the the transference of like dreaming about killing Hannibal it's back now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, they have the little conversation about how you know Will says I'd say this makes it easy. I said someone would kill you, you said someone would kill me, even Stephen. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Hannibal, of course, says, "Did you kill him with your hands?" And Will holds up his his hands, and Will says it's very intimate. Uh, Hannibal says it deserves intimacy. You are Randall Tears' final enemy. And Hannibal's like shoving up in his pants right now. Like it's very, <laughs> yeah, very, very sexual for him. And like the way he washes Will's hands is so like intimate and tender. Mm-hmm. That is really like the relationship has kind of gone to a new level here. Little homoerotic imagery there from uh, uh, whoever shot this episode. Yeah, and then. Hannibal's the one who encourages the tableau, right? Because Will says that he felt powerful when he killed Randall, right? And then Hannibal says, well, because you feel powerful, you owe something to him, right? Right, Owe something to to Randall. owe Randall to your death. And then it cuts to Jack walking into the Museum of Natural History where where Randall worked, right? And And um, uh, it's like the, the bear skeleton, Mm-hmm. Um, but this is some crazy imagery here. Like the, the top half of the the bear skull is just like Randall's peeled face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty uh, uh, striking imagery. Gross too. <laughs> and then like his limbs have been replaced with uh, Randall's limbs. Right. So it's like yeah, 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 this yeah. bear hybrid 
human thing and yeah he's made, made him indefinitely is it just like the skin life? that's been pulled over like the that's the, a good question the yeah, skeleton or is it like i don't know who yeah. knows so i think it's interesting that this isn't what hannibal does right like hannibal makes tableaus the chesapeake ripper but they're not to honor the victim or whatever right it's to like degrade and like dehumanize them mm-hmm so, like, this is, like, a very di- – like, yeah, he's making a tableau, but it's for a very different reason that Hannibal does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is more like, uh, you know, Garrett Jacob Hobbs, where he eats them to honor them. This is, like, mm-hmm. a- almost the opposite motivation, right? He's honoring Randall Tier. He's not – Well, I mean, here, here it is again, right? Because, like, Hannibal's methodology, it varies, right? He's not beholden to one type of style of serial killing, right? Um, sure. He, he does whatever is – is in his best interest and whatever helps him in that moment. So um, he doesn't let his pride get in the way of expediency, I guess. Um, sure. But he does have a sort of an MO and he does have this sort of contempt for humanity, which he expresses in these uh, tableaus that he constructs and they're different from, but it's also um, different because Randall Tier is a serial killer. So like he'll, he'll degrade his like, uh, non-killer victims, uh, his, right? His, his, non, his non-mutant victims, right? Yeah, Randall Tier is a fellow mutant. Victim. <laughs> Randall Tier uh, as a fellow mutant uh, gets a death uh, deserving of someone who belongs to the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. <laughs> I was just going to say the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. <laughs> um, so, I guess this is a Sabretooth then, right? <laughs> right, yeah. He's kind of, yeah, he's a mecha Sabretooth. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe that's why the difference because Hannibal is the one who suggests the tableau I mean I guess he wants him to do this tableau but I guess it this is in his in his way this is what Will wants to do rather than what Hannibal would want to do and I mean I never got the the sense that Hannibal was trying to make him I guess exactly like him mm-hmm. uh, right in that yeah. sense so uh, maybe I do love that little conversation they all have around the body right like but it, it's funny like Jack's like not in the know but when they're talking like we we as the audience know that they they're talking as the two people that did this, right? In a sense. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're talking about the killer's motivations. He's a fledgling killer. This was his first kill and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And uh, Will does his whole fucking, uh, you know, superpower thing. But he's just reciting what he did. When he says, this is my design, it actually is. It is so his design, a, yeah. it, is, it is an interesting mm-hmm. inversion there. It's a it's an interesting kind of turn in, in the situation right now that, well, hasn't murdered this person. I mean, he, he does kill this person, and but he does take it to the next level with this tableau, right? And he does have a little bit of a, like a kind of, again, a, just like the dream in the last episode, he has a little conversation with the Randall Tear in his head, mm-hmm. who, who says, you know, I didn't force you to enjoy it. And this monument you made is to you. And it's my becoming and yours. So it's all, it's all, you know, it's all very kind of on, on the nose stuff. Exactly mm-hmm. what we've been saying, or what's been going on. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, and we didn't mention it the last episode. I, we didn't talk about it too much, but like the pretty strong parallels between Randall Tier and, and Will, and you know, it was mentioned. I think Randall was the the person that found himself and completely accepted himself, and then Will still, or at least in Hannibal's eyes, Will is still struggling to. Mm, that's yeah, except point that the person he's trying to become, or at least the person Hannibal would like him to become. So it's it's interesting that they uh, Randall, I guess, dead Randall and and uh, Will have this kind of conversation in their heads that it's almost like this passing maybe of the torch in the sense, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Going back to Margot, I mean, she has another therapy session with Hannibal 
in like Hannibal's outright like, well, have you murdered your brother yet? And I'm like, he's not even pretending. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because, wait, was it this episode or the last episode? It was, where it was they, this episode. No, no. Oh, where, where he, she confronts him about his patience. Oh, no, that was, that was last episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't tell if this is like Hannibal's sick therapy or it's like he's just being forthright with her now. Um, I mean, what's what's the difference? Right? <laughs> I mean, he's not even sugarcoating. He's like, well, you didn't kill him because you still love him. So, like, you got to learn how to hate him, right? I'm like, okay, all right. He's not even, like, pretending to, to be a good therapist here, right? He's He's just getting a little impatient that she hasn't killed him yet. I mean, there are some, like, like signs of psychiatry that he's trying to pull, right? It's like, well, you know you haven't murdered him because you love him. It's like it's like this kind of, like, you can imagine that being said in a session, but maybe you shouldn't be saying, like, actually murder him. And, mm. yeah, so it's it's interesting. Like, I couldn't tell if, if he, this was just his weird sense of therapy with her or... But I, I guess we we know this is Hannibal, right? He he doesn't mind like if someone just murders, like you know, he he wants other people to murder other people, I guess. Yeah, and I think this all like gives Hannibal a little bit of shading, no matter how kind of like artificial it is, because you really really hate Mason. He's such a piece of shit. Because <laughs> Margot goes to the stables of her family, right, and and she finds Mason there, and. <laughs> He's uh he's built a maze for his uh special pigs, right? And mm-hmm. and he's he's dressed up a bunch of meat um in like the shape of a person and he sprayed like Margot's perfume on it and like dressed it in one of Margot's suits. Um and he's like conditioning the pigs to like eat someone who smells and looks like Margot, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. He's he's so disgusting. Um yeah. and he even plays like the sound of a woman screaming, right? As right, to right, right, right. To like Yeah, it's c- conditioning the pigs, teaching teaching them to kill live prey. Yeah, it's it's just like the most unsubtle the most this, creepy this is threat. what you're talking about, right? Jeff, like this is that a little bit too cartoony. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, over the top. I mean, this is kind of what he's like in the books too, right? So, Mason in the in the movie was played by uh, Gary Oldman, right? So, um, mm. interesting little casting choice there. Um, but you never get to see Mason in his prime in the movie, unlike here. Um, I won't go further into that because that would be spoiler territory, but we'll we'll see that later this season, what happens to Mason. So, And then we get the the moment, right, with Will and Margot, mm-hmm. right, that's kind of juxtaposed between Hannibal and Alana. Mm-hmm. I get that they're together, but it's just so weird seeing them in a relationship. I think it's, suppo- I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's supposed to be incredibly weird and creepy and because you know that Hannibal is a lying serial killer. He's been manipulating mm-hmm. and drugging her. So yeah, it's supposed to be weird. And the way this was shot was quite uh, something, right? They almost make it kind of like a foursome, kind of, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're kind of like because inter- the, the two between. the two sex scenes like uh, blend together because um, it's kind of reminiscent of the sex scene between Alana and Hannibal earlier this season, where it's like the the Fight Club. It's it's kind of more of that, but now it's like 
Will and Margo and Hannibal and Alana, you know, so it's uh, it all blends together in, in one uh Well, especially because Will scene. at one point sees Alana's face. Right, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And Hannibal, which was weird. I do like that kind of tender moment that Margo and, and Will have, like, right before they start having sex where they kind of, like, share scars, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. It's just, like, these two kind of damaged people that are, are finding each other in mm-hmm. a way. Speaking of, like, Alana and... and uh, but uh, Hannibal, I mean, we also have uh, Freddie Lowndes has a confrontation with Alana, right? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. she basically calls out Alana, like, like, is it, uh, is it this weird fetish that you have, or I mean, because she basically figures out that you know, well, they were former professor and student, and now they're, I guess, together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of the first time I think anyone's confronted Alana about that, right? Mm-hmm. Further adds to that weird relationship I was talking about, right? Because she is a former student of, of Hannibal's. Mm-hmm. There's the um, there's the little uh, dinner party where I think Alana ends up feeling like a third wheel in her own relationship. Oh, yeah, because Mason Verger, Mason Verger, you know, gives Hannibal a pig, right? Hannibal cooks it up, and yeah, they have this, like, dinner party where it does. It I definitely got that vibe too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. Will, Alana, and Hannibal at dinner, and Alana's like, "I'm the odd person out." I mean, she she even says explicitly, "Your relationship does not seem to know any boundaries." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to Will and Hannibal, and yeah, it's it's clear that there's you know there's something uh, something deep going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think Alana mentions Freddie Lowndes here, right? Mm-hmm. And tips off uh, Hannibal that Freddy is still is, is suspicious of him. And so uh, he puts on his plastic suit and pays her a visit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but luckily, well, maybe not so luckily for her, she's not there. She's going to go visit Will. Mm-hmm. So what happens, guys? So, yeah, she visits Will and it's Will's barn, right? Or the stable or whatever. It yeah, is it's like his, his little shed, I guess. And, you know, she's exploring, going through it, and she opens up a freezer. You know, she's going through it, and then she finds what is a, I guess, the lower part of the mandible. And I'm mm-hmm. guessing this would be Randall Tears, since it, I mean, it looked like the top part of his head was removed, right? And the bottom part of his, his head would be somewhere, and I guess it's stored away in this freezer. I don't know why. Yeah, well, not to mention his whole cave bear contraptions right in the middle of the barn, that, right? That's true, yep, yep. Although, I don't know if that's public knowledge that what happened to Randall. Or the killer was wearing a a suit, right? Like, was that even ever made public? Or do people just believe it's an I animal attack? I have no attack? idea. Freddie Lowndes kind of closes the freezer, and then right there is Will. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is actually, it. I guess, they, you know, they had a discussion. I don't remember if it's early in this episode or, or last episode where they talk about how um, Freddie Lowndes would, like, never... F- you know she can kind of like move on from the Chilton thing and 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 maybe Hannibal and Will, but she'll never forget like what kind of happened to Abigail, right? Like that mm-hmm. she says specifically that I think the thing that really kind of haunts her about the whole situation is what happened to Abigail, and I guess that conversation gets harkened back into this conversation this week, where I, I think these la- these last two episodes have really led us to think that Will maybe is turning, but then it's it's at this point where I'm like. Is he? Or I, I don't think he's turning because he he does hint that to, to Freddie Lowndes, like, you know, I'm also not going to forget that, right? What happened to Abigail. 
I don't know. For for me, I never actually thought that Will did anything here. I was like, they're not going to make Will uh, a serial killer, right? I mean... Well, I mean, I think that like the show wants you to kind of believe that maybe it's happening, especially with the Randall Tear tableau and everything. But it's definitely at the end of this episode where you're just like, oh, okay, maybe he he is ske- he is scheming. He definitely is because because like this whole Randall Tear thing is a little too convenient where he, Will didn't really have to get his hands dirty. All he had to do was uh, defend himself and make this tableau. So like, I think if if you wanted a little more ambiguity to where will's arc is headed like you would maybe have will like stalk and kill randall you know instead of this uh this this self-defense situation because yeah, he, he's, he's he's right? fall, fall behind the fact that it was self-defense right right i mean he didn't really he never really does anything like he okay maybe he mutilates a corpse but like how how bad is that in the grand scheme of things is that, right? yeah is that is that like completely illegal or against the law to mutilate a dead well, body i mean I don't know. it's <laughs> yes <definitely>. but <laughs> um but i do take your point that um yeah i also didn't buy that will had crossed the line from killing in self defense as part of his cover to murdering an innocent person uh mm-hmm. In order to get in with Hannibal, like but, yeah, but I just, just, I just, but just because you don't buy it doesn't mean it's not a fun development. Because I, I did like this. I think it's fun. I think it's clever. And also, I just, I didn't buy it. But uh, um, yeah, like, I guess that's my question. Like at the end of this episode, you don't actually believe that he actually gives Hannibal a piece of Freddie Lowndes, right? Like he doesn't. The show, I, I don't, I don't know what the show was aiming to do. What. But I don't think it, it was successful in trying to make us believe at, at all that Will was... I think there are people who would buy it. Um, not to, like, toot my own horn, but I think I'm a little too well-versed in, like, tropes and TV convention that, like, I didn't buy it. But I'm sure there are people who are watching and they're like, oh, Will definitely killed Freddie Lowndes. Um, and I think right? it depends, so, how, d- d- depends how you watch it, too, right? Like, watching it yeah. too weak versus... Yeah, that's true. Versus I mean, binging possibly it makes it like, a little bit different situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, I binged it, and so, like, buy it or not buy it, there's not really much time to contemplate, because I was tearing through to the next episode anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit of a different experience. It is interesting. I mean, we get Freddie Lowndes does her best to defend herself. I mean, she had a gun. She She uses it. Didn't work. She had, like, mace used it. Ran to her car. Um, but Will still eventually catches up to her, and then it cuts, right? Like, we don't actually know what happens to Freddie Lowndes. Mm-hmm. But then we have the next scene where she he shows up at Hannibal's, you know, house, and Will presents Hannibal with this, like, piece of meat or whatever it is. Yeah. It's definitely meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely meat. It is, but it's definitely meat. He asks um, Hannibal to, like, oh, what what do you think this is? Right? And then, so it's it's funny to me that even a cannibal... Doesn't know if he's eating human meat or not. I guess not. Right? Because uh, if we were to believe that this isn't Freddie Lowndes, and then that means this is actually a, probably a piece of pork, right? Because it is, you know. No, it's probably Randall Tear. Oh, I never thought of it that way. I guess it's it Randall would be. Tear. It's a human being. It's just not Freddie. So you know, they uh, first of all the cooking a meal together thing is also such like an intimate. Like, Very, relationship yeah. thing to do, right? And the fact that they're, you know, supposedly cooking 
Will's first serial killer victim together. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. the cementing of their bond as, I don't know, serial killer husband and wife or whatever. And, uh, um, and, uh, yeah, the whole conversation about what they're eating. And he says, you know, uh, and uh, Hannibal's guessing and he goes, Oh, I know what this is. It's, you know, uh, and, and, uh, Will says, Oh, yeah, it's long pig, mm-hmm. right? He, saying it's human meat. And I, and I doubt that you'd be able to get that one past Hannibal, right? Yeah. Actually, you're right. I never thought of it. It could, it could just, yeah, you're absolutely right. It could just have been Randall Tier, because mm-hmm. there, there's definitely pieces of him somewhere, right? Uh, some, something happened with the rest of his body. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It could be. I always, for some reason, I always thought it was like, well, if it's not Freddie Lowndes, then it, it's either going to be veal or pork, like Hannibal guess. But you're right. It could be Randall Tier. Mm-hmm. But then also part of that conversation is like Hannibal talks about like, oh, the the I could taste the fear in this meat. Is he like just just bullshitting because like i mean no i think that's a that's a real thing no but like he's not really tasting it right because it's not i mean i guess unless randall tear was feeling fear before will killed him but probably maybe we went went pretty hard yeah but i mean it's supposed to make you feel like it is freddie lounds because the last time we saw freddie you know she was on the chase she was in the chase and she got taken and i just found that the conversation really interesting but then i'm also like hannibal maybe he's just talking about his ass at this point <laughs> but it was it was a fun conversation especially when he says the line like the the meat is bitter about being dead <laughs> yeah 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 and i thought he was going to like maybe like because i i noticed the last scene like he actually tears a piece of like freddie lounge's hair off um when he when he tries to like grab her by the head like i thought that would might come back in this episode and he would like present that but then i guess it was just really the oh, conversation yeah, maybe. That really led to hannibal thinking it's freddie lounge yeah, because he smashes the window and pulls her out of the car, right? No, it's like when she's running out the barn, like he tries to grab her head. And I, I notice that, like, you know, you hear the rip of the hair. Oh, and then there's okay, a piece yeah, of hair, yeah. like, left in his hand. So I was like, oh, maybe that'll come back. Or that that's how that's how he'll prove that it's Freddie Lowndes. Mm-hmm. But that never really comes up. But yeah, I mean, two kind of crazy episodes. I love the way this one ends with the confrontation between uh, Freddie Lowndes and and Will and then the 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 the, the cooking together, which I thought mm-hmm. was really interesting. But yeah, I think this was a really great kind of like character focused and the further building that relationship between Will and Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really get much of Jack in this episode though, huh? Except for really the beginning. No, not really. I mean, Jack uh, gets Freddie's voicemail where she's mm-hmm. <laughs> screaming her ass off, um, but. Uh, not not too heavy of a Jack episode here. Yeah, actually, the last two episodes really haven't been Jack heavy. Mm-hmm. It's really, really been focused on on Will and Hannibal. The last two episodes. Yeah. Well, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, also at strangeharbors. This week, I am. Uh, covering the toronto international film festival so you can check out my coverage on my blog uh what about you guys um letterboxd is one place you can find me what about you derek uh you can find me at the wrong day day spelled d-a-y-i-k on twitter and instagram but you also can find me on my other podcast it's called geeks of the pod where me and some uh long long-standing friends kind of get together and we just talk everything kind of geek culture movies television video games all that kind of stuff so it's a really fun ride but you can find that on any 
any of the major podcast platforms. Uh, but if you like this show, please help us by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or like I said, any of the other major podcast platforms. And also what really helps us get our podcast out to many more people is if you guys rate our podcast, specifically on Apple Podcasts. So if you're an Apple Podcast user, really just hopefully you can take a couple seconds to give us a, a five-star rating and maybe give us a little review. Really helps our, to get our podcast out to more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if uh, you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We love getting fan mail, mail from our listeners, and sometimes we read it out on the pod. So um, feel free to shoot us a line and we will see you guys next week. See you guys then. See you next week. Everybody.